Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest, Dion Gibson. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, I'm talking with one of my favorite Los Angeles theater performers who has been in multiple productions of LA's For the Record, has played Madame Montague in Invincible, and is currently in Bradley Brotherwig's Scissorhands the Musical at Bourbon Room Hollywood as the inventor through January 14th. Please welcome Dion Gibson. How are you? Good. It's been like a week and a half since I since the last uh, Scissorhands performance, I feel like. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, we've then- been off this whole week, and it's actually been kind of nice. I like, you know, there's so much work into putting up a show and so many hours and opening weekend it's after the last day of opening weekend you're exhausted so I can't even imagine what Broadway people after crazy changes and 10 hour days for tech and then that Sunday night show comes and they just fall out and then they only get one day off it's it's crazy it's like so much, I feel like. I think all Broadway shows should get one week off the after the opening. <laughs> so they I can mean, just... <laughs> yes, yeah. or after like the holiday season because they yeah. like, they bump up shows to like 10 shows a week, I think on yeah. the holiday season sometimes because they're oh, like wow. tickets. Yes, yes. Tickets will sell, yay. <laughs> it's true everybody's looking for something to do yeah exactly so <laughs> I mean you all come back this Thursday right Thursday mm-hmm. yeah yep. urban room so yep noted just like throwing that out there I'm gonna yep. try to get this up before Thursday or at least before Sunday yes so I want to ask when was the first time you knew that you wanted to be a performer Oh, wow. Um, It's so funny because when I was about, my my dad was a performer. And so we had a studio in our house, in our living room, and he would record. So back in the 70s, when there was a Vietnam War, he would record um, tapes for like cassette tapes or soundtracks. I would, I think they were called not cassettes, but they were called eight track tapes. I think those big, they record people saying love letters or sending love letters to their family members who were in Korea, like uh, who were in war. And he would put their favorite music on there and everything. And sometimes he would have us kids in the house singing little things on there, like, you know, to remind them of their children is it was the cutest thing. So music was just in our house all the time. There's always uh, instruments, pianos, uh, guitars. I was always playing something. And I, I loved performing. I watched my sister do a play where she played this evil wicked witch in, uh, I think it was maybe The Wiz. Oh. Yeah. And she, um, I was so mesmerized by her doing that I was like oh I want to do that and we kind of been doing it at home you know playing and but I really wanted to do it on a stage 
So I kind of got the bug watching her. And then I just started, you know, doing stuff. I got the nerve finally to, I would sing in my bedroom all the time. And when I was about 12, 11 or 12, I did a song from um, Fame, um, um, oh Out Here On My Own. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that song. I did it at a talent show. And it was the first time any of my classmates ever knew that I could do anything. I mean, and it was like, they, it, it, it was night and day because I was kind of, you know, wasn't popular at all um, in, in a sense of, uh, of like the popular girl. But I mean, everybody knew who I was uh, because I, you know, I played sports and soccer and basketball, but no one knew that I could sing or anything like that. Only like closest friends. And everyone's jaw dropped. Yeah. <laughs> oh <And> my God. <laughs> like, oh my God. Even my own jaw, jaw dropped. I didn't know I can do those things. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny, but, um, I was so, you know, that gave me the confidence you know, then everybody had me singing everything in school. You know, you got to sleep over and you got to sing this song. Sing Whitney Houston, sing Diana Ross, sing, you know. <laughs> so every, everything became, Dion, sing this. So, yes, rolling in. <laughs> yeah. Then in high school, I started getting into those stunt shows is what we called it during. Um, uh, they called them stunt ooh, shows ooh. around homecoming time. We would do these parodies and you know, of, of all these shows. Like I played um, Fairy Godfather in in uh, Cinderella. In oh Cinderella. my goodness. And there was a Cinderella <laughs> and I was the Fairy Godfather. <laughs> so like the parodies in LA, like you were like, oh, yeah. I, did, I did stuff like this when I was a kid. Way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah my school came up with it first. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was... Yeah, and then um, when I got a scholarship to college, I um, I was just like, you know, my mom's an educator, my dad's a musician, and I, you know, I really wanted to do theater, but my mom was like, ah, just you know, you can always do that, but do something so you can have a real job while you're doing that. So I I went into journalism. Okay. And then my first year, I really loved it because I wanted to be like Oprah. And I was like, you know, and then I could sing on the side, you know, and I was like, uh, maybe when I go to, uh, you know, journalism, maybe they'll have a theater class that I can jump into. And they did. And then that theater class, the director of the theater program was direct, was was the teacher of that class. And then he was like, you have something you might want to think about double majoring or switching your major. So I did. I, I had already, I went to college early that summer to get a lot of the electives out of the way. Dedication. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, you know, before I started my uh, journalism and so I had gotten a lot of my, you know, general studies kind of out of the way. So he was like, it'll take you like five years to get out if you do double major journalism and theater. But if you switch to English, major in English and theater, then you can get out in four years because you've done pretty much all your elective work. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm all my general studies. 
So I doubled majored and then I ended up getting a scholarship to go to graduate school for theater. Yeah, for musical, for well, actually for regular like BFA theater. and stuff. Huh? Like getting like, uh, well, I guess BFA is in regular college. So like yeah, that's BFA MFA. and then MFA. Yeah, I went to Penn State. Wow, yes. so yes. East Coast. East Coast, yes. I loved Penn State, too. It was really beautiful up there. It was really hard to get to and hard to get out of. <laughs> yeah. That's why I guess students never hardly went anywhere. But um, <laughs> they kept you in, they kept you in the, in, on the campus. Yeah, pretty on much. The <laughs> and the name of the city is State College. So pretty much the whole city is dedicated to the college. <laughs> like sorry if you go to school here like you can't like you can't yeah. leave the city is the, the city is a college yeah is yeah so that's I've, yeah so I would say three years old I just gave you that long drawn out story but <laughs> I mean and I was gonna say I feel like I was gonna say that like your voice is not made for doing it theater on the side <laughs> for sure like to like do like a regular thing and then do theater on the side like I know that acting can sometimes be like an unstable yeah um, but your voice is made to sing thank you yeah I love it I it's I, my journey for singing has been an amazing one I, I I just love the journey you know when you're young you you start you listen to other people to learn how to sing you know I was listening to Whitney Houston um there's a gospel group that was like my I think is what honed who I am is this gospel group called the Clark Sisters and oh. Karen Clark oh my god some of their music back in the day and 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 then the uh Winans and then Commission, they're all gospel groups, kind of made me understand what, you know, growling and big voice and using all the air that I got and all the energy. And then um Donnie Hathaway taught me how to feel the music, like um understand like what what music, how music makes you feel when you sing it. And then Whitney Houston just taught me control, you know, just, she can just stand there and sing. Right. I mean, right. she has very little riffs. Like effortless. Effortless. And if you think about when she first started in her day, she didn't do a lot of riff riffing, you know, and until she started losing her voice a little bit and riffing helps you so that you don't have to hold a note riffing kind of helps you cheat a little bit and so if you don't want to hold that note you know and uh you know you it's such a sleigh I feel like yeah riffing is it's it's a sleigh but it's a also you know there's certain people who do it really well who can just control that like I give all the props to people who can do that but also it's a cheat it's a cheat <laughs> because you don't have to hold those notes that long that's I think that's why I love Whitney yeah, yeah she could 
hold the note and then do a riff and continue to hold the note. It's hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, they need to find like an alpha boat who, who, yeah, for that. Because like to hold a note and then riff at the end. Mm. That's hard. So yeah, I, you know, I, learning to sing. And then I got into rock music, which I really love because I love Prince. And um, it all I, makes sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> rock was my thing. Um, once I discovered Prince, it was over. Uh, <laughs> like he, he, his music was, he did everything. He had gospel inside of his music. He had pop, he had rock, soul. It was everything encompassed in there and all the things I had been learning. And I was just like, oh my God. And oh, and I loved country music. Oh my God. Like, all of this is making total sense to me right now. Like when it comes to your inspiration mm -hmm. for singing, because I'm like, yeah. I definitely, it adds up. It yeah. For sure. You know, I, I'm from Peoria, Illinois. It's a, it's a very country town. My first job, like you can work there at 13 legally if you work in agricultural, like in the farms and stuff. So I worked at 13 detasseling corn. Oh my goodness. I used, I went through a thing of, I discovered uh, when I was young, young, um, before Whitney Houston and all of them, uh, Peoria only had two stations, a country station, WMBD, and then rock KZ 93. And those are the only two stations we had there. So it was, you know, I listened to juice Newton. Um, she had this song, the sweetest things I've ever known is loving you. I used to, I used to wait in the car. My mom, those are the days where you leave the kids in the car. Oh my God. And you're like, just like singing in the car, full concert. Yeah. Oh my God. I would wait for that song to come on the radio. And I would wait for Dolly Parton's version of the, uh, that's uh, what she said. And I will always love you. I used to love her voice. I used to like try to get my vib vibrato to sound like her. They're like, and I. Like yeah. mimicking, yeah, in the car. But that's how you learn Yeah, when you're young, mimicking everyone. And then you start to find your own voice. And I, I found my own voice when I uh, was in a rock band and I was signed to Arista Records. We were writing our own music. And it was the first time that like, that's my, you know, I, I know who I am. I'm rock soul. Yeah. With a little, oh my. Yeah. A little bit of country in there, a little bit of gospel in there. Yeah. Wow. Like a little bit of all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can find it. All the inspiration. Totally. It's like scissor hands gives me the chance to do everything I love. I love I mean, it. That's why, like, I feel like when you're on stage, like, you, like, I can see you enjoying yourself. Oh man. It's so easy to see when a performer's enjoying themselves versus like when it's like, okay, it's yeah. another show. Yeah. It's gonna be over in like two hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can tell those things too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy this show. I've you know, since about 2010, I got into the for the record series and then 
I met uh, Bradley a little later on, but those for the record series and then Umpo and then all those things, those shows, you know, they started a, a movement of, of all these opportunities to sing really yeah. unique songs. Like most shows have a style yes. of, of song and you kind of, you know, stick with that. And then that's, you know, that's what you get. But these shows, they also help you as a singer. I think that's why a lot of people, when they come to LA, they want to get into these, you know, a For the Record series or or Bradley show or Umpo show or one of those, because you have the opportunity to stretch uh, act your acting chops and your musical chops because you get to sing, sing, you know, from the gamut as country to rock to soul to, and then you get to act, you know, from, you get to do all these different, you know, personalities and uh, different characters. So it's really, you know, I would have to say those shows also have helped me uh, hone my voice. There, There was a musical director, Chris Bratt, Christopher Bratton, Yes, yes. I okay. I know who he is. Yeah, that man Gosh. used to drive me nuts because every time we do a show, he would he's like, "All right, Dion, you're going on top." I'd never been a, a soprano in my life, and what I ever considered soprano, I never like raised my hand that uh, first second soprano. I'm like alto, alto. No. <laughs> and I think I can credit that man for increasing my range because he would say, no, Dion, you're going to go here. I'm like, Chris, I, I, I can't sing that. Yeah, you can. He's and like, yeah. he had me in the heavens. I'm like, and I would be struggling. But after a few shows, I'm like, oh, this is coming so easy. And like, he really helped me increase my range. Like as all the things, like not just hitting the note, up there in the heavens because you see, I used to tap around in the heavens up there now I can kind of that can kind of uh skate <laughs> I, I feel like speaking of effortless we were talking about Whitney Houston like your singing is just effortless on stage for people I mean for people who haven't heard you sing they should definitely look up a video of you singing because it is it's fantastic it's a process every day I I Every time I sing, I feel like, you know, I'm discovering something more, you know, and I think that's how it has to be. You know, when you love something, you never get there. You never hit a pinnacle and you're like, ah, I'm there. I've done it. It's art is like you just keep, you know, creating and improving and honing, you know. So I always learn something like after every show I'm like oh you know I you know I felt a little different I did my breath a little bit better on that one or you know ooh, I better not take the breath there because I, I I didn't hold the note as long as I could there because I didn't take the breath there or you know I'm always adjusting and learning yeah yeah it I mean it's a journey so how did you end up getting involved with the LA theater community? Like what brought you from Penn, like from the East Coast 
to the LA theater community. Okay, so I was I was signed to Arista Records at, in in the late nineties to early two thousands. I was in a rock band called Edith's Wish. It was an all black female rock band. And we were the first of its kind to ever be signed to a major label. And I'm working on trying to get a documentary for us right now. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our our story is the wildest ride ever. But when that didn't work out, um, I went back to theater. I went, I was like, you know, I've kind of bypassed, I, I went to graduate school for theater not musical theater, um, but I ended up uh, doing Dream Girls right out of uh, graduate school in Atlanta, and I never went back. And after Dream Girls, I would I went on tour with all these different artists like Keith Sweat, um, and you know tr- Gene Carn traveling everywhere. We were we were on tour with uh, R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, all these different people. And I was singing around town and then I ended up doing my own band, got signed. Then when it didn't work out, uh, I got back into acting. And I would do like, um, what do you call it? Uh, background acting, you know? Yeah, like like the, like the kind of like central casting stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. and in Atlanta and just learning how to be on, on a movie set, you know, it's the greatest thing. I, I encourage anybody to just try it you know to be a background actor just to see what it's all about and then I um I booked a big movie called Sweet Home Alabama back in 2000 yeah (laughs) yeah big movie (laughs) yeah well a lot of my parts got cut out but you still see me in there and what it's it looks like I was a background actor in there as much as they cut me but (laughs) but I really had a part there (laughs) It's like when the editing happens and you're yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> well, the funny story, the part that I had with Candace Bergen and uh, um, Alan Sussman from Big Bang Theory, we were uh, in, we were her boat, her uh, minion assistants that um, were with her in, in pretty much all the scenes, but we had a lot of red carpet scene and 9-11 had just happened. So when they went back to review, the smoke was still billowing in the background. So they thought it would be insensitive to have that on there. So they had to recast all the parts. I mean, uh, reshoot all the the scenes. But the director, Andy Tennant, who is amazing guy who just kind of took me under his wing, I guess, because I was from Peoria and he was from Chicago. He had... uh, he had recommended me to come do the very first ABC diversity talent showcase out in LA. And I ended up getting booked for it and I had to audition for it. And it was the same time they did the reshoot. So I couldn't do the, the movie. So, but that's what landed me out to LA. In LA, yeah. Yep. And so I, you know, started getting to television and, and film and stuff. And I wasn't really singing much. I would, uh, the A&R uh, at Arista Records named Drew Dixon really loved me and she was like there's a song I want you to record so I would record here and there and then I signed with Magic Johnson's label for a little while and then that label got swept under so it was just a lot of you know almost 
you know, and then I was just kind of bored out here working, you know, sometimes actors and my agent, his wife got cancer or he got cancer. I can't remember the agent I had at that time. And then I just kind of was out there by myself again. And so I just had to work and I wasn't doing anything. And then one day I was working at um, a, my real estate agent agency. I was a, uh, oh. a like a receptionist at first. And then um, I got this thing about there's a, what do you call it? Like a fundraiser that they had and they needed a singer for it. So I went and it was Scott Nevins who was hosting this fundraiser. Oh, and, okay. yeah. It was hosting this fundraiser and he was like, you know, I sang a song there and he's like, where are, who are you? Where'd you come from? And, <laughs> and so happened to be there was my boss at my real estate company, Michael Williamson. Oh. So him and his husband were there and they were like, he's like, I did not know you could sing. Next day he tells everybody at the job that I can sing. Like if you ever get to see her sing. So then I did this musical Mondays that they used to have yes. down at club 11. So Scott invited me to come do a musical Monday. And so my whole office came to support me there. And I did that. And then there was a guy named Matt. Uh, uh, what is Matt's last name? Matt Patton, who was working at musical Mondays and heard me sing there and told Shane Schill about me. <laughs> And so then I came in 2010 to work with Shane when they first started doing For the Record, when it was just handheld mics and people would sing and j jump on stage to do a scene, then come off. It was- And like so little and small. I feel like there's like videos from back then that it Jordan is. took. Yes, Jordan took all those videos. She 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 really captured some history doing oh that. My yeah. Yes. The room was like this big. Yeah, it only sat 90, but we would stuff, um, it only sat 60, but we would stuff about 90 people in there. <laughs> yes. Was, half of those people were my, the people from my office. <laughs> they were supporting as, Hey, <laughs> as they should. They're like, we want to hear you sing again. So it was awesome. And that's how I got back into the music scene here is you know musical monday from scott nevin's uh scott nevin's fundraiser and then he put me in sparkle and then i did musical mondays and then for the record and then that's all for the record everybody started to know who i was yeah yeah it's so special yeah. so your name like got like passed along yeah. <laughs> because they're like oh mm -hmm. my gosh did you know she could sing <laughs> and then people would you know, people from my office, they were like, oh, my son's got a bar mitzvah or, you know, there's doing a wedding. Can you come sing? You know, every, everybody would, you know, give me numbers and like, hey, you want to come sing on this uh, soundtrack or sing here? So, yes. yeah. Singing everywhere. <laughs> Those shows really got me a lot of work, you know, and got an agent, another agent out from those shows and. Those, that's why a lot of actors who come here from New York or Atlanta and they're they're when they get into the for the record or for uh, a Bradley Bredaway oh my gosh show 
or, uh, you know, Umpo when it was here, you know, any of those teams, it's like, you see why everybody wants to get in there because it's a lot of exposure and, you know, a lot of people come to the shows and believe it or not, people say that the industry, the film and television industry don't support theater, but they really do. Oh yeah. A lot of casting directors at our shows, a lot of uh, producers. Yeah, I've met a lot of like casting directors and producers at like my table at Rockwell. Like, like yeah. people used to be like, oh yeah, I work on this show or this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot, and people do really support theater here. It's a small community. So it, everybody yeah. just supports when they can, you know. It's the greatest, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and now I think since the pandemic, I think, you know, the film, television and theater community have really come together. Um, I think we, because we didn't we didn't have anybody but each other, and I think we need each other, and um, and we need the support for one another, and it, it's been we've come together more than anything since that pandemic. Oh my god! No, um, I absolutely supporting, but it's really supporting now. I absolutely agree. I mean, I feel like also what kind of like helped for the record in LA theater in that sense mm-hmm. is that for the record kind of started at YouTube's peak. Yes. Yes. And there were people in those audiences. I wasn't in LA yet, but there were people in those audiences who were like, okay, I'm going to videotape this and upload it to YouTube. And yeah. people yep. watch, find them and want to click on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what is this? I want to be, by time that for the record, it's so funny, I, I I was so lucky to be a part of, I love being a part of something new and seeing it grow yeah. from you know that little bar that used to come to, and then it broke open into, we knocked the wall down and then it turned into the Rockwell. And I was there when Shane and uh, Steve, you know, were, we were his mom steve's mom decor you know she she designed rockwell oh my god all those seats and everything in there his mom was hand like putting on the hand tufting the buttons i was there i was helping i was like while they pushed the little button in i learned about tufting all those little things on the on the the you know the tiles on the on those little piers, those pillars. Yes. So they designed that whole thing, and some special skills on your resume through learning okay. through that working. Hello, yeah. I'm like tufting, one hundred and one, right? Yes. Over here. <laughs> yes. He's Masaryk's mom, and she came in and like had the vision, and it just killed it. All his mom, and she like handmade those those um those those couches and those uh things that you saw as she did that I, was I like, actually had no clue <laughs> amazing so and then to see it we outgrow that place and then move to DBA and that's an even bigger place that's where I saw it for the now, first time <laughs> you have to get ready for Cine I think it's Cinevita is coming oh yes wait it's coming cinevita is coming just remember these words cinevita massive tent 
like Cirque du Soleil. Oh, okay. New home for For the Record. And that's probably all I can say about it. But oh. look out world. Oh, like in LA? In LA, in Belgium, in Italy, in that wherever it wants to be. It will be a traveling tent. Oh, okay. I love yeah. it. Wait, that's so cool, especially if it's like a tent that's like in the round too. It is. And it's, I cannot wait. Shane Shell's been working on this for the last few years, getting it built. And it is gorgeous. And I can't wait for its debut. Oh my goodness. So what you're saying is Shane has slept for about two hours in the past like five Thank years. <laughs> He's flying back and forth from, you know, uh, I think it's being it was being built built in Belgium and he's been flying back and forth. And he's like flying back and forth to the UK for stuff. So yeah. I seriously don't know. I can't imagine like when he's getting rest. <laughs> and then love actually, you know. At the Wallace. Yeah. Speaking of it, speaking of for the record growing, I was gonna say. My God. Have you seen it yet? Oh, I've gone twice and I'm and I'm going back next. I'm doing it pulling a two show day next Sunday with scissor hands and love actually. Oh. <laughs> two most perfect shows for Christmas. I know. <laughs> and it's right before I leave for Dallas, Texas for the holidays. So yeah. it's like my like my last little uh theater shows before Christmas. Yes. I I'm love I have to say by the way, I love your smile. It's different. It is it's different. I loved it before, but I really, I, I just realized you it is doing a little something to that smile, and it's like beaming, girl. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's been a process, but I mean, I, I think it worked out really well. Yes, I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm completely done with the process now, but. It looks amazing. Your smile is <laughs> 1,000 watts. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. So I want to ask, what's your personal favorite for the record show? I I'm, I think if I had to pick, I would pick Boss. <sighs> I don't know. I am torn. I'm torn, too. <laughs> torn between Boz, uh, Tarantino, and Zemeckis. I never saw that one. So with Forrest Gump, there's the whole Forrest Gump theme. And yeah. So those three are my top, my top faves. Oh, okay. Top. They need to bring back the Zemeckis one so that I can see it. It is, you would love it. You would love it. Because I've seen my faves. Boss Tarantino. Love Ashley. John Hughes. Brat, yeah, John Hughes, Brat Pack. Mm -hmm. um, and Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese. Oh, yeah. I love Scorsese, too. I forgot about Scorsese. So oh, good. Yeah, that's another good one. Man. You know, they're all so different. They're all so different. I, I've been uh, lucky enough to be in at least one iteration of every show they've oh. ever done. 
Yeah. Do you have a favorite character you played in in them? Yes, Sharon Stone. I, I got to play Sharon Stone in the uh, Scorsese one at one time. Oh my God, it was so fun to play a lunatic. <laughs> You're like, this is, because it's the complete opposite of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I got a little cray cray in there. Well, I mean, I feel like the complete opposite of you yeah. and that you're like the sweetest person oh. ever the sweetest coolest person ever thank you uh I, yeah I loved playing her and I, the other character I loved playing was um Goldie Hawn and Death Becomes Her in Zemeckis Ooh. yeah, yeah. Ooh. that was really fun to play need need Zemeckis back because I, I'm like oh I have FOMO now from something yes. that happened a while ago because I didn't see it Yes, you <laughs> that was a really, really good one. And Jason Page played the best. Oh my god, uh, you know, Gary Sinisi, I think that's his name. Um, Sinise, he in Forrest Gump. Did you watch Forrest Gump? Yes, he yes, the, uh, the war hero who had his legs cut off. In oh that, my gosh yeah yes yes i know who you're talking jason about page played that role and jason page is killed such it. an underrated actor people now everybody knows jason page can sing his face <laughs> off yeah people don't really realize how dope of an actor he is he is he's so good stupid oh my god it's so true i feel like people oh People are like, well, yeah, I know he sings because like Pokemon and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But oh my gosh, he is incredible in everything I've seen him in. I remember he played Joe Pesci in um <sighs> Yes. Yes. Well, one of my favorite he brings he, it. People sleep on him. But one day I hope one day I'll be able to cast him. Like we'll be in something together, you know. Or we'll be able to, you know, work together because I just think he's so dope. That feels like a good segue for if you could create a new for the record show with any director in Holly in Hollywood, who would you choose and Spike what Lee. character would you want to play? <laughs> Spike Lee. Oh. <gasps> okay. Yes. And I would want to play uh, Nona Darling. <laughs> okay yes he's gotta have it that part I would you know there, there'll be several parts to play in a, in a for the record uh well, yeah play. multiple, oh, multiple movie parts yeah yeah he has great parts for for lots of people women men I would play the Clark part in more better blues you know you're like I know exactly who <laughs> or his sister or Spike Lee's sister you know, she played his other girlfriend, uh, Denzel Washington's other girlfriend. <laughs> you gotta take this to Shane later. Shane oh yeah, oh he knows. He knows. Mo Better Blues. He's yeah. He he already knows. He yes. Already, you know. Hopefully that'll be one day. You know. Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like I just need like for the record year round. Yeah. Like oh, it's coming. I was living for it when. At like when I first moved out here and it was still at DBA. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Living. That was my favorite venue, I think, of all time. Just the sound in there and the space, the stage. The space was awesome. Lights. It and it's so funny. I've I've gone to Delilah where DBA is was now. Yeah. It's Delilah now. And when I walk in there, it is so small to me. It looks so little. I was like, this place seems so huge when we were here. And it they've lowered the ceilings and everything's kind of closer in. The bar oh. is different. It's like they they push the walls in and it looks like this little small speakeasy, but when it was DBA it was so huge and it's like wide and open. Right. It's yeah. Like a warehouse. So yeah, I miss DBA. Oh my gosh, that bit yeah, that venue was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was really glad that I was over 21. So yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, I even though no one believes that my ID is real. Oh, because I would listen, you still right now look like you're 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had someone before I entered once at DBA. Uh -huh. shine a flashlight on my ID for I'm not even kidding like 15 minutes <laughs> and I'm like I promise I'm I promise I'm 22 yes <laughs> it helps I don't drink <laughs> that's key I, I I drink occasionally but hardly ever and yeah. I think that's key to youth sometimes I, you know I really do I, I think so too I, I mean, have I, seen some people who drink, 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 and they still look like really young, I guess. Yeah. But I think also just like feeling young, yes. uh, like at heart, it also keeps you young. 100%. Because I like, I kind of like describe myself as like a Peter Pan type person. Yeah. Like I don't want to really fully grow up. <laughs> a Peter Pan. Yeah. In some <laughs> aspects, like. I, I grow up and then in some aspects I'm like Disney yeah, you know? it's so important to stay locked into your child childish playing type of, I mean that's what theater and art and and singing you know when you when you were younger and you played and you were singing and make believe you know playing and making up games you were doing it from your heart and without any kind of thought about it and as an actor and singer as I've gotten older I have often have to you know go back to remembering how I just played without any you know played with abandon you know just not thinking about it you know whenever I approach a script or or a scene I just let myself run wild like a kid again you know and just play the scene without thinking too deep about it and you know a play play is play doing a play is playing like a child you know yes oh my gosh like playing dress up yeah, like a child going in your costume costume closet and right. picking up something and being like I'm gonna perform yes. for my parents without any thought about it you just are creating and you know, making it happen and using your imagination. And I think as an artist, you know, we often forget that. And 
But when we let go and go back to our childhood and allow ourselves to play like that, then we're actually doing a play. We're actually performing and playing and, you know. I feel like the word play makes so much sense in that sentence, you yeah. know? Yeah. My sister used to like direct uh shows <laughs> in our house when she was like three years old, my younger sister. Oh, that's awesome. And they would be like five hours long. I'm not <laughs> um, pointless, nothing that made sense. It would just be pointless. She'd be in like a hula skirt and <laughs> she'd be like, and my parents would be like, okay, that was great after 30 minutes. And she'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so mad if they stood up and left <laughs> like, four hours left <laughs> that's awesome you know great. to be able to be unbridled like that and uh you know to to be allowed to have that freedom to do that is so important you know in life period you know i i love being able to just turn my imagination all the way on and just play and, and not have any, you know, just allow myself to just like a lot of times recording my, um, you know, self tapes. Sometimes I'll just do a wild one where I'm just being stupid and using my imagination and not, not, you know, trying to please the casting director, but just have fun. Have fun. And that usually is my best take when yeah. I'm doing like, F it. I'm just going to, you know, yeah. use my imagination and go there. And you, and you really, I remember being younger and you really were into it. You really believed everything that you did. And then it was believable for, you know, my cousin who was playing Barbie dolls with me when we'd really create <laughs> these Barbie dolls scenarios and like when they were crying and we'd really like, like bring real tears in our eyes because we're making our Barbie dolls cry. <laughs> you know, we were really. <laughs> yes. Or like, <laughs> I mean, stuffed animals, everything. Yes. Children. Exactly. And making them talk and oh really giving goodness. them a voice, like really from your heart, you know, that's play. Yes. It, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I, scissor hands currently yes. is happening at Bourbon Room, so I want to get into that. Yeah, involved with Bradley Bradwig for Scissor Hands. Um, Bradley. So I met Bradley through Jordan Kai Burnett. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan. Jordan used to work at For the Record as a door girl. She used to take tickets at the door. Oh, Can you believe it? Goodness. And she was just a little baby girl. And I fell in love with her. She's like in her 20s. She had just came from New York, came to LA, you know, getting herself involved in the theater community, oh. finding her way. And she started, you know, like all of us do and working at different places, trying to get in the scene. Yeah. And she was working at the door. <clears throat> Nobody knew that she had all that talent. Oh my goodness. I did, I, yeah. Not either. <laughs> so like breaking news. Another, another person who worked 
as, as a waiter in there, Matt, uh, what's his name? Malik. Um, he played, he won the Oscar for, uh, Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, I actually knew that. I don't know who I heard that from. Yeah. I think uh, Rami, 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 is Rami Malik. Malik. Yeah. He was also working there. All, all of us at the same time. His first show was, I mean, his first like big movie, I think was like Breaking Dawn part two. And right. <laughs> bananas and so so I met Jordan there and she still hear me sing all the time and then when Bradley was doing um uh RJ yeah. yeah yeah um so they were doing a reading of it and they needed a mama Montague and Jordan suggested me and so I met Bradley and I was in and then Bradley was like you know, I'm doing this new musical, Scissor Hands. I would love for you to be in it. He offered me a part. I didn't even have to audition. So that's always great. <laughs> well, I mean, once he heard you sing, he's like, listen, if you want to be in it, you're in it. <laughs> oh my God, that's how I got in Scissor Hands. And so I just loved the show from the jump. When I read it, I was just like, oh, I love the message. Yes. I love the heart of this show. I, and then when it got on its feet with all the snow and Emma freaking hunting. Literal, literal queen. I mean, just everyone in the, everyone in the show and every- I never heard of her from Broadway. I'd never heard of her before oh. I worked with her. And- the minute I, me I remember she had a little cold when we first started rehearsals and you know she was like kind of marking her songs and everything and I was like oh and then when one day when we finally had a like a sing through or we finally she was feeling better and we did our rehearsal I was like when the band came and she did a I literally broke down in tears like I literally she blows my mind honestly just like I was like who is this girl and she's the way she approaches the role she has such a heart and um and it's she you just fall in love with her I see why she, they loved her on Broadway I mean she's all she also can do the comedy bit so well too. yes and she's so funny and so endearing as well I, yes. absolutely I remember the first time I saw her on stage was like with my mom we saw her in Cruel Intentions oh, and yeah. my mom was like she should be on like SNL yes she has a comedy like yes she's so good really at good. timing too mm -hmm. Like, her voice hello <laughs> like I don't she could do everything oh my god yeah I mean well I feel like all of you in the cast can my the current cast of Scissorhands combined can do everything yeah <laughs> can do everything because like everyone's so multi-talented it's so amazing all the unique so many every voice in Scissorhands is it's their own yeah. No one sounds like anyone else. And everyone sounds like their own unique voice that you've not heard before. I, I, think, I, 
I think that's the thing about LA theater too that like and like go kind of going back to for the record I realized that the other day watching love actually that everyone's voice like that they find is so unique and so different that girl Grace like oh my oh my god yes and the little girl the little girl both of them because I saw I saw I've seen both of them this year as as the um as Joanna and they are what god okay there's 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 a little young girl that plays um so is there two people that play um uh Joanna the little like Joanna oh yeah the yeah yeah Okay, so there's two that play Joanna. So I there's one understudy for the role, and the and the understudy went on on Saturday. Saturday, so and she's good too. Oh my god, she was so good. She was in the um, like NBC production of Annie, the live production of Annie that they did. Wow, it's crazy. Wow, the talent, the talent, I, the town, the kid, like kids, <laughs> like. It's- insane oh and my god it's it's insane when grace did the trouble with love oh my she, god she, I was, a, she got a standing ovation before she even finished the song that's all i'm saying stop i love that <laughs> i love that so much i mean literally i feel like that's happened for you before a couple of times probably yes yeah. yes I was I was gonna say like like any production like probably scissor hands at least once or twice or three times or four times. I think so. That it's 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 nothing like that feeling of like wow, like people like are touching people. You know, yeah. you're you're connecting with people. It's it there's it's it's like it makes me sleep so good at night. Yeah, lay head, my head on my pillow and I just smile like thank you God thank you for this gift and thank you for blessing me and um and I pray that it comes out every night <laughs> well I mean I think the I think the same can be said for like the people who are like behind the scenes like um gonna start with like Chad and like Brian and Jordan like we're we all like talk about you all like well like they're blessing us with their incredible talent every time we go see them in a show. And can I just, I know that you're interviewing me, but I have to just flip this for one second because I have to talk about you. Oh, no. <laughs> I, just, I love how you have been, every time I have a show and I see your face, it just makes me so giggly and joyful inside. Because you have been there, I have seen you probably the last 10 years at least. Yeah, like almost, I think it's getting up there. Like 12 yeah. maybe. I think it's and getting up there. It's, you don't understand how, when when you see people that come to your shows all the time, that support all the time, it is, first of all, for you to do that is it's like an honor to have you there and the fact that you keep coming back over and over again shows how much you love 
you, the love that you have for theater and and the love you have for us it just makes me I feel it makes me feel comfortable like I'm like okay I'm gonna have a good show I see her sweet face in the audience I'm, I'm gonna make sure she has I'm, I'm gonna give a really good show for her <laughs> I'm like where's my Becca you don't understand how good it makes me feel seeing your face out there it just I'm like oh she's here oh yeah okay the show we're gonna have a great show (laughs) that's literally like the biggest honor because like it's the it's an honor for me to be able to have access to like these theater performances oh man it's a joy a sheer joy to have you there it's like it's like oh it's like family it's like oh you know my family showed up (laughs) yeah I love I love supporting and like always I try to get people to come and see the shows with me and I'm like yes you'll love everything about LA theater (laughs) yes oh man oh my gosh I'm gonna try to bring the friend that I brought on uh the last preview night Okay. again before the run-ins yes, she- and let me know oh yes I already got I got you <laughs> literally the sweetest yeah and everybody thinks you're the sweetest so I just want you to know that like when your face is in the place everybody's like ah, back up here. it's just amazing to have you and you just you know That's I love you- how you're there that's why supporting you all is like yeah. it's best because I mean it I feel like the feeling like back and forth is mutual it's very mutual so yeah thanks so I I just want to say out loud thank you and we appreciate you so much I just love your energy love your I feel like oh Every time I see you, you know, you're, you're just one big hug for me. I'm just always like, you're like my little cuddle bug. I'm like, oh, come here. You just make me feel really good when you come. And and just to see your face, I'm like, yep, my girl's here. So I just thank you, mama. Oh, my God. Of course. Like, that's like, yeah, that's how I just, I want to spread cheer. Yeah. That's my goal in life, to spread yeah. cheer. Yes, and you do. Yes. Well, I feel like it's on its fifth year. Scissor hands, kind of. Well, minus the pandemic. Yeah, minus the pandemic. Pandemic that would be four, four, yeah, three, eighteen, nineteen, three and a half. Yeah, we only did it eighteen and nineteen, didn't we? Like eighteen, nineteen, then. And then we did a, um, we came back. Oh, yeah. We, this this year, and then. Did we come back 2020? I think you all came. It was like 2019 through 2020, I think. Yeah. And then, like, 20, I feel like there was, there was a, a, another engagement at Bourbon Room. Yeah, that was this summer. Yeah. Yeah, a little concert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think makes Scissor Hands like a show that like keeps being able to come back and sell out in LA? You know, I think you need a show for a show to be successful. I think you need 
one, a good story. Yes. It's a very well told story. It's like um music wise for musical, you need good music, good singers, and a great cast to to put it up. Um and people don't know the director is always the one who's putting it all together. They never give a director credit, but you have to have a great director for the vision of it all. And, but no one ever sees that. So, but what makes people come back is seeing a good story that relates to them and good performers performing the story. Yes. And Scissorhands, I think embodies that not only embodies that, but it's also everybody loves Christmas and the holidays. It is the perfect holiday show. And everybody's pretty much in good moods a lot of times during the holidays. And when they come out to this show, it just puts them even more in the Christmas spirit. And they remember this show, you know, when Christmas time comes around, they're like, oh, we're scissor hands. Oh, yes. and, and it's such a heartfelt um, uh, message also. And I think people relate to that message that's in there and they just love, you know, something that's so heartwarming like that. And people come back over and over again to, to hear that message. And in this day and age right now, so many people are, so many transitions are happening. yeah it's so important I feel like people are so like it kind of is a show that kind of like brings together in in a way yeah it it brings a whole bunch of people into a room yes kind of shows everyone that hey like we're all different yes but we all Mm -hmm. we all have different life journeys but we all live Mm -hmm. on this earth and go through our own struggles and live our own life Yes. We can all be friends. Yes. That's right. It's a good lesson for, especially for now, because so many people are transitioning in life in different ways. You know, people are transitioning genders. People are transitioning careers, um, thought processes, spiritualities. There's so much going on that people are, you know, I guess because of social media, you have so much access to so many options now of what you can be and do in life that people are always, you know, figuring out new, you know, ways to be and how to live and how to think. And so this show really helps people. I, th- I think it kind of, you know, is, is, it sings to what's happening you know all the way around oh my gosh it really does and that's the one thing that I feel like with everything that Bradley works on specifically Mm -hmm. yes that's the one thing that he does really well yes I mean he does a lot really well but he but he tells stories that like really matter and are real and like yes yes and you know everybody's playing everything you know I, I I love that the diversity um and the difference 
you know, the differences and really sh <clears throat> showing people how to embrace differences and to, and how lovely it is. Yes. I'm just embracing it. I hate the word tolerating. I hate that word. Yeah. Tolerating isn't embracing because oh. it's like tolerating is like, yeah, I'll tolerate it. Yeah. Embracing, um, it shows you embracing is like seeing it in a different way and going, you know, I didn't see it that way before. And now I see it and this is cool. And I get it and I dig it. But now I like understand, yeah. I understand, yeah. And you know, you know, and, and now we all can be joyful and loving in the same space because I get it now. You know, yeah. I embrace it. So, and he has a way of all his shows and it's important for him to, you know, let those voices be heard. Yes, like TV shows included. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the messages be heard. Yeah. And I love him for that. I love him for embracing the um, those messages and, and our, our differences. Oh, I yeah, I remember when uh, the Fosters like came along, and I was like, I have never seen anything like this on TV before. No, he's he's changing the world in his own way, and you know, I can't wait to whatever his next you know show is going to be, and you know, he's making people, um, he's making people pay attention. Yeah, I love that. I mean. Like Bradley for president. No I'm kidding. <laughs> right. Bradley for president. President. He could he'd unite literally everyone. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. That's what he does. His heart. And when you I just he's so his heart is so good. I just and he just wants to do good. He just wants good to happen. And I just love that about him. He you know that his internal intentions are good. You know how you meet someone who just tries to act good and just tries to be kind? I'm like, I'm working, I'm trying to be kind. He just it is. Yeah. You know, it's just who he is. It's genuine. It's genuine. And it's genuine. I will do anything he tells me to do. Yes. Anything, because I I trust pure heart like that. I I'm an empath and I can feel real oh. and I know what's good for real and like he I he'll anything he asks me to do I will always say yes I'll be like yep yes yep well he's gonna see like he's gonna see this and he's gonna be like okay I have a list of things in the next like <laughs> for the next like 15 years <laughs> contract. Uh, contract. Uh, can you sign that? <laughs> Here's a contract. Can you be in everything I do and <laughs> for the next twenty years? Yes. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> Listen, I I totally he should do that. I totally support that. <laughs> Dream team. Yeah. Dream team. Yes. So. Your voice, as I've like mentioned multiple times, is like is 
literally one of the strongest voices I've ever heard. And you mentioned like inspirations growing up, but do you have like vocal tips and tricks that you use to keep your voice like healthy? <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I, I'm ashamed to say I don't do vocal warmups hardly ever. Unless, no, I do believe it, though, because, like, I feel like you're so effortless. Well, you know what? I, it's weird. Okay. Your singing is so effortless. The, I've never, thank you. I, I've never been, one, I've never been that girl that somebody says, oh, you're a singer. Sing, sing, except for when I was in, you know, back after they heard me sing when I was, did that talent show, then yeah. they had me sing and everything. But you know how people go, oh, you're a singer, um, sing something for me right quick. Great. I've never just, I, I don't like it. I don't like stuff like that when people do that. To me, I'm a performer. Yes. And so when I go to perform that day, something, sometimes I, singing it over and over again and rehearsing a whole lot, takes away um something for me the, 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 like the, yeah, maybe the uh, authenticity of the moment yeah. so i the only times i really warm up is if maybe the musical director says okay we're going to go through a warm-up so I'll, I'll just oblige and just go <laughs> but sometimes it wears me out like a vocal warm-up uh warming up wears me out like I'll test it right before the show like I'll go ah. I'm like okay it's there I, trust it. I can say yeah, <laughs> I trust it's gonna come out and uh that's about all I do because I I really uh feel like I sing from an emotional place oh my god yeah not a, not a practiced I mean practice yeah it's practice from doing it. Yeah, like I'll okay, like I have a I have a technique of 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 approaching a song. Whenever someone says I want you to sing a song, um it's probably why I've never been on Broadway because I'm not I don't want to sing a song exactly like the notes you give it to me. I want to be able to make it better my own way. Yeah, I think I think that makes it better. Yeah, so I, a lot of times in Broadway, they want you note for note, and I'll just be like, that. that's not, you know, I won't be able to use my, you know, all my things. So I'll get us, you know, starting with, for the, not even before the, you know, in my own band, I was interpreting my own things. And, and so when I did for the record, I start, Shane would be like, Diva, do you? You know, do you take the song and make it your own? Chris Bratton would be like, okay, here's the parameters. This is where I want you to be on that part right there. But do you? So Freedom. I always approach the song by um, what, like arrangement. I love arranging my own vocals to tell the story of the song, of how I feel emotionally what it means. So vocally, so then I'll practice, I'll create the arrangement and I'll practice that arrangement until I have it like 
it's what's this is what's going to be on the record like it's like solidified yes solidified and then once I practice and practice and practice and get it like that then I don't do I don't practice anymore I just let it come naturally for each show and remember the emotions I feel and what I attach to every part of the song and I feel like if I am honest with my emotions every night when I sing the song then the notes will come out yes I don't practice a lot of the um notes and I don't warm up because I don't want to lose you know sometimes I don't my voice might get tired from from warming up all the time so I I hate to say I don't it's probably not great that I don't warm up <laughs> but I just don't other singers are like that's fair <laughs> those, are, those are my reasons uh I guess you know that I've come up with that why I don't warm up but like if I'm sick um if I'm sick and I feel like oh boy this is not coming out I will like you know try to uh or, like do some vocal warm-ups to try to get the phlegm out or you know, to open up my chest or my nose and cough out all the, you know, phlegm and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, if if I wake up in the morning and I go, and I know it's there and I'm like, then I trust that this voice is going to show up for me as long as I'm honest with the emotions that I put behind it, then I trust that it's going to show up. And, um, and you know, it's kind of exciting to see what comes out, you know, right. nightly. Um, other than that, a good night's sleep, then I'm going to have a good voice. Yes. Water, a lot of water, I'm going <laughs> to have a good voice. Uh, if I'm sick, I'll drink a lot of um, it, uh, licorice root, Egyptian licorice root tea. Okay. Helps to... It it uh, takes the inflammation down, yeah, and it uh, and uh, it takes a lot of the phlegm out. I'll take I'll do that with mullein root, and it's basically for me. It's like having that phlegm out of there, having rest, yeah, and then the vocal cords are strong, and then um, and that's pretty much it. I and I like. It's especially if I'm singing a lot too, like if I'm singing on a consistent basis, I really don't warm up because um, my voice is getting the warm up every time I sing, I feel. Yep. And um, um, if there is a note, like if I've, I, like Chris Bratton, <laughs> Chris Bratton used to give me a note in This Bitter Earth that he wanted me to reach, even though I got to do it my own way, he would go, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Then take this note and do it. Go to right there. That song and this other song I did in John Hughes. Um, Play. Cry, um, cry like this, cry like That song, there was a song. Those John Hughes songs. Oh, my God. There was a note in there that I'd be like, wasn't confident on um and I made it up I, and I gave myself 
you know, he had already given me one note and he just like, okay, then I want you to take it to right there. And I'm like, okay. He said, since yeah, you're I going there, I want you to go just a little bit higher. And, I, and I'd be like, and I'd be like, can I get that? And he was probably like, duh. <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm not confident in it, in a note, like some, some notes are kind of like, just weird of your of your range like sometimes i can go higher than a note like i can go up and then the note right below it is really hard is super hard to do because just the way it sits on your vocal vocal cords so sometimes i'll practice that because i just have not sung that note yeah. very often you know so i just want to make sure it comes out but all the all the things I'm confident in, I don't really warm up on. Um, but if I'm not confident in a note, uh, I'll go, oh, I don't do that note very often. This is kind of fresh and new. Let me- um, See about, like, work with it. Yeah, let me let me practice that. Then once I get confident with it and I have it and I trust that it comes out every time, then I probably don't want, I, I might do a, like a tap in, like a, if the note is, ah, I'll go, Check. okay, it's there, yeah. tap in, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> I was also going to say, maybe it, like, with, cert with, like, certain notes, like, being able to go higher but than you're used to, but, like, higher than what's being given. Yes. You know, it could be because, like, of the emotion that you're putting yes. in. Because you, like one of the things that is so true is that you do sing with so much emotion you bring the acting to your singing thank you i i can't imagine singing without it you know what i mean and i think that's why when people go oh sing a note for me you know sing something you can sing sing and i'm like it like, doesn't yeah, feel good that way. <laughs> You're like, yeah, but I want like give me a prompt so yeah. I can. Yeah, I want to. Wow. I want to give you an, a performance. I, you know, it's like asking. Um, it's like asking art, like Picasso. Hey, you know that? Uh, did he do Mona Lisa? Did Picasso? Do, who who did Mona Lisa? Uh, well, uh, Leonardo. I don't know who did it. Uh, definitely. Uh, like famous uh, Da Vinci? Yeah, yeah. Leonardo Da Vinci. Yes, Leonardo Da Vinci. Okay. It's like asking Leonardo Da Vinci, hey, make the Mona Lisa for me right here. <laughs> right. Or, I mean, I was like also being like, hey, you're a gymnast, do a backflip. Yes, <laughs> right, right. Wait a minute, who's that in the background? Angel. Angel. Oh my God. I just saw the little ears pop up. <laughs> she's she's like, yes, I'm sleeping. Okay, yes, that's so cute. Oh my goodness. She's she's my little sidekick. She's gorgeous. I just oh. saw her ears, her little head pop up. <laughs> she knows she's gorgeous too. That's oh, the I love she's it. Completely full of herself. And uh, so spoiled. <laughs> On many different levels. <laughs> she deserves it though. <laughs> I feel like we've kind of discussed this multiple times, but what do you think makes LA Theater so special? Wow. 
first of all, it's an anomaly. You know, theater in LA, yeah. most times, you know, most people don't even realize it's a theater community. <laughs> you know, people go, I know. they go, what? There's theater happening here? I thought this is a television film world. I thought that's New York. <laughs> yeah. So I think people don't expect LA to have such a community here. And when they come out, you know, uh, uh, and, and there are a lot of people, once again, in television and, and uh, film who come from the stage. And, you know, you, if you come from the stage, and any person will say this, um, if okay. you started on the stage, it is your forever bed. It is the most comfortable bed you've ever slept in. And you will always go back to yeah. that and or a bicycle it's like riding a bicycle you'll you never not know how to do it and when you come back to do it it's such a joy and I think a lot of um you'll get a lot of surprises in in the theater world here a lot of people that you see on television and film you'll see them pop up in a in a in a show and they're like what they're in this show yeah, because they love theater and it's, you know, very hard to come by. So when you can be a part of some a, a theater, you know, production, you just show up. You you know, you you jump in because you don't get to do it a lot. In New York, you know, that's what everybody does there. And then like TV and film is kind of like the yeah. side thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the side thing. Yeah, and here it's like you know, theater is kind of like the thing that people don't realize that you can do and it and it's a side thing. So you show up at a show and you're like, oh, oh, wow. Oh my God, she's in whoa. So there's all these little mini surprises in there and you get to see people who you just see on TV and, and film and they come in and show you another side of their art, you know, and the, they're you know what they're able to do their artistry and in these shows and you're like wow and you see another side and and then you get to see <clears throat> people who are aspiring to be in film and television okay. a lot of people from new york who started in theater come here you know to be in film and television and they're not you know doing a lot and so they get to jump in a theater show here and uh, you get to work your chops here. So I think people really want to give their all in, in a show here because they're, it's just like, wow, I, I don't get to do this, you know, very often. Yep. And, and, um, and we're a small community and, I, you know, everybody supports, you know, I, like I love seeing the same faces at different shows same and it's like there is a real true community you know it's not just tourists you know coming like, like new york you know you'll probably never see any of those people again no like i like i see brian at so many yes. shows i love seeing brian brian i love brian <laughs> i took him to a christmas story the other night as my guest <laughs> oh my god i remember he said something to me one time i never forget it uh i sung a song and he goes um what what did he say um 
Oh, he, he said, he said, I'm sorry. Where did, can you ask me where'd your face go? And I said, where, what? He goes, your face, your face is missing. And I said, what? And he goes, cause you just sang it off. You just sang your face off. <laughs> and I never forgot that. I was like, oh my God, I love that. Now I say that to other people too. That I know. <laughs> Him and like, Brian and Abel, like I expect them, I expect to see them at yes. every show that I'm at occasionally. Yeah. Yes. And I love that. I like in New York, as a, you know, you might see that audience and you'll never see them again. No. You know, there's mostly tourist people coming out or seeing the shows, but it's such a joy when, you know, in this community. I did a, a show, a show with James Bias, his show, Jimmy Darkness. Cool. And all of my theater friends were in the audience. It was it was like a reunion. Oh, good too. To love actually, uh, it was like a reunion. Yes. I got to hug all of my theater friends and playmates. It's like we all support each other here. I mean, even I went to um, I extended my trip in New York one time because um, John Krause was going on as Orpheus in Hadestown. Oh, wow. And there were like a ton of LA theater people oh who my were God. also at Hadestown in New York that day. We, we really support each other. It was awesome. I was like, oh my yes. God, there's a huge LA crowd here. Yes. And it's, we really, and you're, you're not going to find that really in New York. <laughs> no, unless there's an, unless there's someone from LA theater and yes. show and I'm like yes. let's go out there to see them we really support and you know LA doesn't get the credit like it should in that sense you know yeah. we we really do support each other I'm going to go see my friend Tracy Tom's show tomorrow and a whole bunch of actors in that um what's it called something five have you heard about it Wait, I haven't, I actually haven't heard about it. This is breaking news. Breaking news. Wait a minute. It's a big fundraiser performance at, let's see. It's called Thank You Five. One night only event. Oh. And it's got. Oh, I found it. You found it? You see all the people in it? Wait. Oh my gosh! So many friends. Oh my goodness! So many people in there. You see all the people. Like Diane Jackson. Yes. Yep. Oh my goodness gracious! Everybody's up in there, and it's a one night performance. It's sold out now, wow. but I'm so excited to go, and um, I'm glad it's I got like, to It's probably another reunion. Yeah, it's going to be another reunion. Yeah. So many and people. Yeah, and then the people who come from New York, you know, who've who's been out there in the Broadway, they get to come and, and be embraced in this theater community yes. and often have a community here, probably bigger than what they had in New York. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's true. And like you get to watch people out here. Yeah. Start out on the stage. Yes. And then like get roles on shows yeah. and then movies and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, Emma's an example. Yes. And Michael Thomas Grant. Yes. Like, 
Uh, Lindsay Gort. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. Danielle Truitt. Yes. Yes. Her own. Um, remember, she was in For the Record. And she played Jackie Brown sometimes. And she's on, um, uh, what is it called? Law and Order. Criminal uh, something. Iconic. Yeah. One of those Law and Orders. She's a lead on there. Yes. Literally yeah. iconic. Yeah. So a lot of people come here. Organized and crime. Huh? It's or Law and Order Organized Crime. <laughs> yes. And she's, you know... So many people are doing things. Um, and then the people from New York, you know, the, the, uh, the thing about LA theater, I was about to say, is the LA, it's a lot of times it doesn't have the schedule of a New York show. So we get to see each other's shows. We get to come and support each other. Where in New York, you get, no one gets to support each other because you're all working the same schedule. <laughs> yep. It's it's love lovely here that I love best. <laughs> you know, I get this whole week off last week, and I get you know I'm I'm going to go see her show, my friend show, and I'm seeing another show on Saturday. So it's amazing. Also, also put um a Christmas story on your list too. Oh my god, it's at Amundsen right now, and there's like um. There's a couple people who've done LA theater in it, like Shelly Wagner. Ah, okay. And, um, Eric Pete and um, I don't know and that. Trent Mills. And who? So they've all Trent Mills. They've all done like LA theater stuff. Okay. Rock, like Rockwell and etc. But okay. and there's so many like talented little kids in it. <laughs> oh wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. So where can people follow you on social media to like keep up with what you're doing? Keep up with LA theater shows. Let me see. <laughs> it says wait, hold on. I forgot. Dion Gibson. <laughs> Look up Dion Gibson at Dion Gibson. D-I-O-N-N-E-G-I-P-S-O-N. Yeah. And then if if you look me up on um I have a website too, DionGibson.com. Yes. Yep. It's I make it real simple. It's just my name. And no one has my name. But I'm the only Dion Gibson with my yeah. Instagram. I think there might be a a guy that has it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, if someone else has it, they have to change their name. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't make the rules. Like that's yeah. just I, I was able to get Dion Gibson without any, uh, I didn't have to put a nine or anything. I was just at Dion Gibson, my name. That is like, you don't have to put like official, real. Nope. <laughs> no, you're, yes, I did it. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my, and I'll put the um links in the description of the video too. Okay. The, awesome. Um, lastly, I want to, well, I want kind of want to combine two questions. Um, so first of all, how do you work on like self-confidence in this industry? And then also my last question is, do you have anything you want to promote besides those are hands? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, confidence. Um, it is learned and earned. And what I mean by that is 
watching other confident people and surrounding yourself with other confident people shows you um, how it, it may, first of all, it makes you feel good watching how confident they are. And then you want to have that feeling on your own and how, to, and then that comes in earning it. Yeah. So stepping out there and doing things that you want to do and just trying it, even if you fail miserably and, but you just keep doing it, you start to earn and build the confidence. The more you do it. I, like, like I said, getting into For the Record really built my confidence. Um, I've always had it to some degree, but it comes in waves, you know, just depending on what you're doing. Well, I also feel like you have the, you're like confident, but you're also humble, which is rare to find too and hard to combine. Yeah, well, the humility comes from this could be taken away in 10 seconds. I could lose my voice for some godly, ungodly reasons. I, I could get, a, you know, a disease or something. And who knows what COVID could do? You know, what I could get hit any, by a car or paralyzed. I could, any you know, car. anything could happen in life that could stop me from doing what I'm doing. And so I'm thankful every day that I wake up healthy and that I can do this. And not everybody's able to. And I also am lucky to get a stage to do it on. There's some people who are sitting at home, you know, wishing that they would do, they could do it and not having the opportunities. There's some people in other countries that women aren't even allowed to do stuff like that. So I feel the humility comes from being lucky, feeling lucky and feeling blessed and honored that I have this gift and that, you know, I, I get to use it and that at any moment it could be gone. Yeah. So I, um, I just stay, stay thankful for that. And, um, and the, and being confident doing it, I get to, you know, the more that I get to be on stage and do it every night, the more confident I get, the more I know exactly where I'm going over there and over on that side and over there, I'm like, you know, it's like doing it over like and over and over again. Memorization and like, <laughs> like when you repeat something more than three times, it's in your head. <laughs> and the more things that I, that I, I get I get challenging songs like Dream On was really challenging. I I loved coming up with the arrangement for it of, of how so I was able to do it. And the more that I can meet these challenges that are put in front of me, the more confident that makes me. And I feel like, oh, you know, I hope somebody can you know hire me for a, a soundtrack and say, hey, I got this song. I need. I need it arranged here, the parameters. Like I would be the first one to raise my hand because I'm like, I can do that. I've been arranging songs 
all of my shows and for the record, since I was in a band signed to Arista Records, I was writing and arranging. Hire me. I'm I, you know, I'm in the more talented. You Thank you. The more you do things, the more you become confident. And um and and then when you have people that, you know, enjoy what you do and give you accolades and 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 tell you that they're moved by you, you know, that's such a big that boosts my confidence and and other performers' confidence. Like you have no idea, hearing a clap from you know there is no play, there's no performance without an audience. Oh yeah, a lot it, of people say, huh? It makes I feel like it makes a performance to like I feel awkward when I don't clap. Yes, or something, or when like a song finishes and like I'm the only one clapping or yes. something because people are like I'm not sure when the next song starts or like the next scene starts or timing yeah. do I have time to clap and I'm like yes clap clap you know we don't do this some people say oh I do it for myself I don't do it for anyone and I'm like not me that can't be true because if I don't have if I I'm giving you something Yes. I want you to enjoy it. And I want to know that you enjoyed it and that it did something for you. Even if it didn't, you didn't enjoy it. It sparked something and you made you feel weird or it made you feel something, you know, just anything. And I'm exchanging energies with you and, and you're moved in some sort of way by what I'm doing. I need, you know, we, we need feedback from an audience we need an audience and an audience needs a performer we have to have each other yeah. and um and whenever someone um tells me they enjoyed what i do it, it definitely gives me confidence it makes me joyful um it, it gives me the confidence to do it again it gives me um like i i feel like you know, I just, they're, they're giving me the go ahead, like they're justifying that, you know, I should be doing this. And, you know, they're reminding me that this is a gift that I have that I can share with everyone. Happy. I love that. So confidence and also, you know, um, I had a really great mom um, who just, allowed she, you know whether she I don't know if she always believed in everything <laughs> but she always was just like I want you to go and do it whatever yes. you think you want to do just, just go I you know I have some you know I have some feelings about things I, I think you should be a journalist or you should do something good with your life you know with with your smarts and you know, but still do what you want to do. You know, yeah. even when I got out of journalism and switched and, you know, she was still like, hey, do it, you know, do what you, you happy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, doing what you, what makes you happy makes you confident. I, yes. And I feel like I always see like people, huge groups of people coming to support you at shows. So you have like such a huge friendship group 
in yes. LA because oh. like I mean I was texting Brian about it the other day I'm like I'm like it's just because she's the nicest person everyone loves her like I mean everyone knows she's talented but also she's just the sweetest person in this whole industry oh, thank you <laughs> I I do have an amazing 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 friend group and let me tell you everybody's so talented every person you you in that picture with you, all of us everybody's doing something you know my man he's directing and acting and then there's this the 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 tall uh blonde girl is a stunt actor what actress. oh my goodness she's been in a sometime. <laughs> yeah and she's been in a million things my friend elena she directs and acts she was in um Stargate and Supernatural. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And she's like a regular. She was a regular on like all my friends. Like I have to brag. Yeah. I I have like my friend Olivia, she's producing and putting events together and acting on Grey's Anatomy sometimes. Like she has like reoccurring Grey's Anatomy and she can sing. And then my friend Holly, she's a comedian and an actress. She and she writes. Then Jeff, the executive producer of Yellow Jackets, and and directs uh like half of the episodes. Jeff Bird, he was there. You oh he, my dear, like my my friend would have been like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Tracy Tom's Broadway Rent on tele the movie insane insane her ass off and amazing actress on nine one she's on nine one one and i think truth be told or some some other show um eugene her boyfriend also big time actor he was a child actor it's just like how do i know so many talented people yeah just the list goes on and on like everyone that was in that group they're all amazing artists I was, I mean, I was so honored to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> to be included. And, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The LA theater scene, we all support each other. Yes. And we're all, you know, kind of this intermingling of, of, of theater and television and film. We're, and we all support each other in all of it, you know? Yes. Oh my God. It's so true. We, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we have to stick by the yes. people, the really good people out here, yeah. honestly, which yeah. is like the small little LA theater. Yeah. Really. Everyone's a really good person. Yeah. And you're not getting, you know, you're getting really quality performances, even in, oh, yeah. even in like the smallest theaters, like the white, fire theater or the you know El said three clubs <laughs> right. like you know for the record was started in a bar and you got major talent you have in like a bar <laughs> I mean like you have like Emily Lopez singing at a escape hotel every night oh my god did you did you come to her show when she did a show at the bourbon room she played harp She plays a harp. 
I don't know if I, I think I missed that. Oh my God. I did not know she could play a harp. And she of course she can, though. <laughs> like, of course she can. Oh, my mind. But it's like, I didn't know that either, but of course she can. Yeah. Blew my mind. Oh, my goodness. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. like, if I had the means to produce, I would produce a show with like her and oh, uh, Ruby together. That would, that would be, be fire. God, Ruby, like, in, Ruby in um in uh Love Actually. Ridiculous. Just, Unique voices everywhere. I mean that's what I love. Uh we have some of the best talent in this town. We really do. And it's like everybody's so unique. Yep. And like supremely talented in the smallest place. Like the the talent you find in these shows, you'd think that you'd find them on a big Oscar stage or a Broadway stage. Yeah. You find them in these little, little things. I think that's what makes us so special too. Oh my gosh. People are always like, when I'm like, yeah, I love LA theater. People are like, like staring at me like, there's theater here? Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, go see it. <laughs> yes, go see it. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!